welcome to week number 165 of the Two Guys in a Friday's podcast. My name is Steven Vets. Over there is Travis. Hey, Steve. How's it go? And good, 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 man. It's going. It's going well. It's going good. Things are good. Good to hear. Good to hear. Um, that song you just heard was from uh, Joaquin. So thank you very much for bringing that one to us. Yeah, Joaquin. Thank you. And if you want to make your own version of the song, we will play it on here. Just email it to us, tgifcast at gmail.com. And also, while you're doing that, subscribe to us on all social media, including YouTube, at tgifcast. Yeah, at, at tgifcast for all that Dude, stuff. I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works. I don't know how, if anyone knows how that works. But That handles on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, it's new. I don't. I just know we have it. Um, um, let's see. So that's that. What about, uh, so we're a TGIF podcast. We go back, we watch all of the shows that aired on TGIF exactly 30 years after they aired. We've got a full week of brand new episodes this week. We'll be talking about all of those. But before we do that, we like to see what was going on in the world 30 years ago when these episodes would have aired. Now, these episodes would have aired when, Travis? These would have aired November 13th, 1992. All right, so back in that week, actually on the day that uh, these aired, which is surprising for a Friday night, I guess, but um, there was a big boxing match, and uh, this was where Evander Holyfield lost his title to uh, Riddick Bowe, the first of three matches that they had against each other. This was in Vegas. Riddick Bowe took the title from Evander Holyfield. Very cool. That's, That's a cool thing. Um, other than that, not a lot of news. What about movies and music? What was number one this week? Yeah, so new movie. New movie. It is uh, the, I like to think of this as the counterpart to Under Siege. It is Passenger 57. So as opposed to Terrorist on a Boat with Steven Seagal, we have Terrorist in a Plane with Wesley Snipes. So I like to okay. think of it as like, okay. you know, the the counterpart to that. So these, new movie. these are all the movies that would have been direct to video if... Uh, if it was 2005 not we got like no. 50 of them at blockbuster they're all these same things yeah but not with wesley snipes as the lead and and if they made that movie in 2005 it would have been direct video with, with wesley, wesley snipes, snipes. Yeah. you think so in 2005 100 percent. man me and my wife watch this and we're like we miss movies like this we wish there were more movies like this there are <laughs> you they just don't go to theaters are they good no because Passenger 57 is a good movie. It's a fun movie to watch. You can find these movies for sure. Netflix, okay. anywhere, Amazon, Hulu. They're, yeah. they're there. New ones. That all that all sounds like effort. Um, and music-wise, we have finally reached the end of the road. This is the last week for Boys to Men. Suits in that. the road. Next week we have a new song. I think I said last week that we had a new song next week. I was wrong. Yeah, it is fun. next week. End of the road. This is it. This is the end. The end of the end of the road. I'm happy to say that. I'm not happy to say it. It's a great song. I don't, I'm not mad about the song. How many I weeks just, was you know. it? Did you count? Oh, I can, hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, thirteen 13 weeks. 13 weeks in a row. I just read that here. That might be, yeah. that, that might be the record for our time period of, uh, that we've been doing. For, for no. so far? Yeah. You're probably right. You're probably right. I think so. I think it's number let's, one. Hold on. We can, we can, let me just take a quick. Yeah, the let's... most consecutive number ones from the time period of eight, 1989 to 1992. 92, yeah, that's, that's, that's true there. 89. Yeah, definitely. You're right. 100%. What was next? Like Brian Adams or something? 
Yeah, I think that was the one. Uh, let me go back real quick. Well, so it's, well, let's see. If you take a look, so Mariah Carey and Brian Adam, well, in the U.S., Mariah Carey um, was had seven weeks. Well, so this is kind of strange. So she had seven weeks total across multiple songs. Brian Adams had the most in the U.S. Consecutive with consecutive uh, consecutive one, two, three, four. Oh, wait, no, that was seven. Oh, he's just it's just saying he's Canadian. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, they, he had the most consecutive weeks at, at seven with uh, everything I do, do it for you. Mariah Carey had seven weeks over, like you know, three or four songs, whatever it was. In, in the same time period and boys have been so. crushed them all but but if you're looking at just total numbers crisscross had eight weeks this year so they would have been number one had it not been for end of the road but eight weeks at number one is the most uh, the most after after boys to men crisscross number one next week you tell me that no it's already been it already was oh you're saying in second place not yeah. not after I, I got right it. right right yeah. right eight okay. weeks is mo- eight weeks is the most number of weeks consecutive uh in our time period after after gotcha gotcha gotcha, gotcha. boys and men it just happened to be the same year so boys and men is you know number one for the year what about oh, uh right. what about birthdays any birthdays this week no birthdays no, no birthdays. birthdays this week all right yeah, so let's get i have it. added i will say i've added the the camp wilder people folks we have not missed any of them so oh. we've we've done good, um, and now they're on here. So we will be able to include them next time, or whenever they who come you, around. Who do you have? The all the kids plus Ricky. The only the only like main cast member that I could not find a birthday for is uh, the woman that plays Beth, Margaret Langrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, I don't you know I don't think she had much of a career. Um, so there's just not a whole lot about her out there. Well, she had a little bit of a career, but not it, it, there's just not a lot really as far as birthday goes all right fair enough like we mentioned we've got a full week of shows today so we need to get into these uh starting off at eight o'clock it's family matters season four episode nine just one date is the name of the episode and it starts off uh urkel shows up to the house looking real mc hammer she's got the uh like shiny i started with mc on. hammer and then i and then i i took a step back i think it's more of a like like uh Luther Vandross kind of okay. that more of that R and B boys to men look and less of the MCM because it's, it's, it's he doesn't little, have the pants but I feel it's like... a little better fit yeah, yeah yeah exactly exactly I think it's supposed to be more and then especially for what he does next I think it's more of that nineties R and B look all right not so all right. Much. Hammer but I was there with you. Um, he comes in with uh, is that a talk boy in his hand or yeah so so you would not have this is funny because this is not the first appearance of this talk boy looking thing the mm-hmm. first appearance of this was in the episode that you did not watch didn't because watch. you watched okay. the wrong one so we've seen this before this is the this is what he used uh, in his rap in that episode gotcha so um he comes in and immediately gets into it he starts singing a song to uh laura well he's saying he's saying saving all my love for you by whitney houston little whitney houston cover um he's singing he's getting into it you want to play the audio or i think it's i worth don't know it. if we is it worth it yeah sure you're the one that's to do the work sure right. Playing this right now. I feel so and
All right, so he just keeps singing, and then as he's singing, Laura just kind of sneaks out behind him, heads out to the kitchen. <laughs> she does. Carl comes from downstairs real quietly, sits down on the couch. Steve doesn't realize that Laura and Carl have pretty much switched places. Uh, he goes to lay down on the couch, laying down on what he thinks is Laura's lap. It turns out to be uh, Carl's lap, and then uh, he's surprised, of course, when he finds out who it is. And Carl's like, yeah, it didn't do much for me either. I thought it was pretty presumptuous that he just sat in anyone's lap. Like, if it, Even if it was Laura, he was just going to sit in her lap, and that's what he was going to do. He's going for it. So um, He's going for it. After the theme, we pick right back up in the same spot. We've got Steve going into the kitchen to find Laura. Tells her that uh, he's about to have a, uh, I guess, a big moment as this is the one. Well, they they are. They are about to have a big moment in the relationship. It's, she doesn't see, see it as a big moment. <laughs> she he doesn't know it yet. He sees it as a big moment because this is the 1,000th time that he has asked her out. Right. And, and for the 1,000th uh, time, she says, no. no. Yeah. She He doesn't even get to fully ask her. He just, like, gets two words out and she says no before he gets to finish it. But, uh. He tells her that he is never going to give up. He thinks he's wearing her down. And uh, she does smile a little bit as he uh, leaves the room. She does, yeah. So uh, go into the living room. Someone's at the door. Richie answers. We've got some new neighbors. Uh, wait, wait. I want to say one thing real quick because yeah, sure. this is fun. He, so he's playing a game on the Nintendo. The game is not a real game. I just thought it was funny that the name that they gave it was Space Donkeys. Yeah, because the sounds on it are like just donkey hee-haws and space invaders <laughs> mixed like, together. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Space donkeys. I play it. So uh, Richie answers the door, some new neighbors. It's uh, Gloria and her daughter, Gwendolyn. Harriet invites yes, them. Yes, and we know, we know uh, Gloria. She's been in a couple episodes. She was in an episode of, of Full House. She was in an episode of Baby Talk. Gwendolyn, however, so I never watched this show, but I asked my wife, I was like, do you know this character from the show? She's like, oh yeah, of course. So Gwendolyn is Santana Lopez from Glee. Do you, uh, you, you watch Is Glee, it really? Glee? Yeah. Huh. So I don't know what that means, but Did people she pass who away Glee, recently? Or no? I have no idea. Someone from Glee did. It might be a different character, but it might be her as well. Uh, I, I mean, we can find out real quick, but yeah. I, I don't That's know. That's crazy. I, I, I never watched Glee, so I don't know who she is. But because I just like thought this uh, this actress is horrible, horrible child actress. I don't think she's gonna do anything, and then she goes <laughs> on to do that. Well, you would be incorrect. She uh, she does a lot of things. Um, yeah. Hold on. Here we go. This is yeah. She did. You're right. She did pass away recently. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Harriet and Gloria head into the kitchen to uh, talk gossip about the other neighbors. And then Richie and Gwendolyn sit down, play some space donkeys on the Nintendo. Yeah, Gwendolyn's real awkward. And this is probably what you're getting at, but she is real awkward. She's uh, coming on to Richie real quick, too. Like, she, a, like, um, like a lieutenant to Rachel style. She even dra- drops some uh, crisscross lyrics at him, calling him oh, the mm. uh, a total daddy mac. She's she's really hip with the lingo. Yeah, she likes to, to use fly, lingo. daddy mac, all the terms, everything. So, um, they're doing that. Next scene, we've got uh, Grandma Winslow bringing Judy into the kitchen to show her report card to her dad. We've got a feeling that uh, the grades aren't so good, and uh, they hand it over to him. He gets real mad, and then he's uh, getting real mad. He looks at us like, "Oh, come on!" He gets pretty mad. Um, and then uh, Estelle says, oh, that's not Judy's report card. That's actually your report card from school. 
here's Judy's report card, which was like B's and C's. And he's like, all right, that's pretty good. Or B's and C's are fine. It's fine. Uh, good little trick. I might have to use that at some point. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. have a report card. So uh, we'll, that's how we'll present Quincy's report card to my wife at some point. Back cool. door. It's Gwendolyn. She's back again. She's looking for Richie. Uh, the rest of the family thinks it's cute. Richie, you can tell, is already getting a little annoyed by Gwendolyn, though. Yeah, because she's annoying. Yeah. Um, then we hear, attention! And we hear Steve Urkel's voice on like some sort of loudspeaker or something, and mm-hmm. they ask for Laura. He asks for Laura to uh, come out to the backyard. So whole family goes out there. Steve's on the roof with a megaphone, and uh, he says that he is going to stay on this roof until Laura Winslow agrees to go out with him. They're really going to get their money out of this roof set. I know. It's um, at least number three, right? The exact same set. Oh, oh, at least, if not four or five. I really like, though, I think they're doing a really good job with the backdrops on this roof set because you really feel like he's up in the sky. You feel like you've got like a cloudy gray, you know, day behind him. I, yeah. I really like the work they put into it. But yeah, this yeah. Is, I, mean, I think this is the second time in like four weeks. I mean, he was just at the one where he, um, what was he? He, he, he had to... F- Something with the satellite dish or something with the TV. Him and, yeah, yeah, exactly. When him and Earl, or, I keep doing that. Him and Carl and uh, Waldo, Eddie right? were up there. Eddie, Waldo was downstairs. Oh, Waldo was downstairs. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, and I mean, we got different seasons and different times of the day with this roof set. So yeah, yeah. they're going for they're it. Them, for they're sure. getting their money's worth. Um, we see Carl and Eddie climb up onto the roof to talk to Steve. Um. He pretty much just tells him he's not coming down. Then a little later, Laura goes up to the roof and tells him that he's being crazy. Um, it's supposed to snow. You can't stay up there. You got to come down. He's like, nope, not doing it. Staying up here till you go out with me. We'll tough it out. Yeah, he almost falls off here too. And then well, that's really it. I do like Carl's attitude. Carl's attitude to, is as long as he's on the roof, he's not in the house. Yeah, he can't be that annoying that. on the roof, right? Yep. So then we go a little later. It is now officially snowing. Um Richie's back to playing some uh, Space Donkeys again. Space Donkeys. Carl is leaving for work. He's got the night shift during the snow. And uh, Richie asks Laura if um, she's worried it's about Steve at all. Because, I mean, it's snowing. About Uncle Steve. About Uncle Steve. Still on the roof. And uh, she says, no, I'm not worried. He can come down anytime he wants. If he if it's too much for him, he can just come down. Right. Uh, someone's at the door. It's Chinese delivery. It's, uh, it's for Steve on the roof. He just ordered some Chinese. I mean, makes sense. It's a good touch. Now we know how he's eating, at least. And then yeah. uh, Carl tells the guy, go up on the roof. Chinese guy's all mad that he's got to go up on the <laughs> up roof, on the I roof. guess. I don't know why he can just throw it up there. But uh, Carl leaves for work. And then uh, Steve talks to him on the way out over the megaphone, still refusing to get off. Uh, phone rings. It's Laura. It's Gwendolyn for Richie. She's... You're not going to mention that, that, that Steve knocks a bunch of snow onto Carl as he's, as he's walking out the door? Did not mention that, no. I does. think we need to mention that. Steve knocks a bunch of snow on Carl as he heads out the door on accident. Um, sure. Gwendolyn's calling Richie. Richie tells her, or no, Richie tells Richie's Laura. Richie's like doing the no, 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 no to Laura. Yeah, Richie's yeah. like, I can't, I don't want to talk. So she's like, oh, he's not available. And then... Um, Richie tells Laura that Gwendolyn is just too much for him. He, she's just, it's just too much. And Laura's like, well, Gwendolyn wants you to be her boyfriend. And uh, 
what is this? Oh, and then like earlier he call he tells Laura that he called her a duty hat on the bus or something. No, no. Okay, so you're you're kind of getting no? all stuff mixed up. There's a whole there's a whole little story that happens here. Yeah, and, I wasn't and interested. So, so Richie Richie's like, no, I don't want to talk to her. And Laura says, what happened? What's going on here? And Richie says, well, I'll tell you if you can keep a secret. Uh, you got to swear like a bear two times square. They do this whole little secret thing. Richie tells this story. He went over to Gwendolyn's house to play with Legos. And she asked him if Lego, he wanted to go. Lego, it's not, no S. Yeah. You should know not what? And you, you, don't, asked, you don't put an S on Lego. Lego, whatever. I, I, Come on. He wanted to play with multiple Legos. He wasn't just playing with one Lego. Yeah, it's called Lego. You know, not only you're playing with multiple, those oh, are Legos. Oh, 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 you are wrong. And so Lego is the plural of Lego? Lego is the plural of Lego, 100%. So if I go and I'm with a pile of Lego. Yep, you got it. Perfect. I, I disagree. I disagree. Lego is the brand. What a single money. Lego. Let's put a some money on this. Let's put a single some money brick is a Lego. I don't. It's not a bet thing. I'm just saying. I'm calling. No, I want to make it a bet. I'm not betting. And so, anyways, he's over there playing Legos, and she asks him oh if he God. wants to go see Snoopy on ice, and he says sure. And then she kisses him, and he calls her a duty head and runs out of her house, and that is, and runs home to scrub his face. Yeah, and, and this and is that's where, where Laura says he's like, too young to have a girlfriend. You can't call people duty head, especially people that like you. You got to be yeah. a little nicer. You can't be that mean to people who like you. And then she's like, uh oh. I'm telling him to be nice to uh, Gwendolyn when I'm over here being mean to Steve. And as this whole thing's going on, she's like, I know what I have to do. So she goes I'm outside. Saying, I'm seeing multiple answers to the Legos questions. I think that there's just... There's it, only one answer. She goes outside. She climbs the roof. She gives Steve a blanket and uh, tells him, you know what? This whole thing that you're doing, it's actually a little romantic. I'll go on a date with you. But just as friends that's it but i will go on a date with you so she's he's like of course i'm shocked thrilled asks if uh she'll give him a hug to uh, commemorate this moment she's like ah no one will see us up here so they hug he doesn't let go and uh he's like you know what i'm going to impress you so much on this date that maybe maybe at some point it'll be more than just friends and then he falls off the roof and then he falls off through. Okay, so I got some more clarification that I think now this makes sense on this whole this whole Lego Legos debate. I think I've there's no I've debate. Seen, the company well, has already said that look, 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 the look. plural so of the Lego is Lego. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. The best the best explanation I've been able to find in the 30 seconds I've been looking is that Lego is an adjective describing a Lego brick. So you're not playing with Lego Legos. You're playing with Lego bricks. So Lego, you're right. Lego would be singular all the time because it's an adjective it doesn't pluralize whereas brick is the the noun that you change into a plural the items are called necessary. bricks okay right. okay so lego so they invited she invited him over to play with lego bricks i'll let you i'll let, I'll let that slide i think that's right i think that's a fair compliment I mean, that's, that's me understanding better your how why you were right um so steve falls off the roof is at the hospital yep it's daytime. This is the date. They're in the also hospital. Also, another set. They're going to get their money out of this season. Full body cast. Um, <laughs> so, where do you think this has been? Do you think this is? Um, I don't think we're going to see this at all next week. What the the hospital? No, no, no. I'm asking cast. the hospital set. Do you think this is on how many oh. shows? Perfect Strangers. Well, this. Do you think it's on um, Camp Wilder? You think that's the same hospital? No, because it's always the emergency room that they use. I think it's a different set. I no, we've been in, we've been in a bed, a room. You're yeah, right. Rooms. You're right. Yeah, 
But they've used this set multiple times on Family Matters this season. Yeah, now I'm curious if that gets repeated though over uh, multiple shows. But uh, yeah, this, this is uh, this is Laura's date for Steve though. They're just hanging out in the hospital room. She is feeding him though. I mean, that's kind of nice, I guess. It's dinner. He says it's a dinner date. I mean, he also says, "Baby, this is the best night of my life." <laughs> and that's the ending of the episode. No credit scene in this, right? Or was that the credit scene? That was on the credits. That was that all was the credits. credits. But no, no, no. I'm sorry. You're you're right. There was no credit scene. It did do it did do regular credits, but. Back to the point that I was making. Uh, what what's the odds that he's just going to be perfectly fine next episode? Oh yeah, he'll be fine. Hundred percent, right? Um, I will say one of these episodes though they did a they did do a good job of keeping the story going, and we will talk about that later. Not right now. Right now though, this is step by step. Season two, episode nine, uh, the making of the president is the name of this one, and it starts off. We've got the great Brendini, otherwise known as Brendan, uh, doing some magic. He's getting magic. into it. Um, he's got this ice cube trick, or no, an egg trick, right? Egg, yeah. Um, egg. He's doing it for Al and Cody and Mark, and it's real bad. He actually forgets to bring there's the no egg trick. in there. It doesn't even, yeah, it's not bad. It just doesn't, ex- there's nothing to, to present. Um, yeah, so he's like, oh no, the egg, I don't have it. And Cody thinks that's the trick, that he made the egg disappear, and he's blown yeah. away by the trick. Exactly. Hey, keep us going um, after the theme. I'm going to go turn off this vacuum real quick. Okay. So come back. We're in the kitchen and we've got Dana practicing her speech. She's at, we find out she is running for class president and JT comes in. She's practicing with Frank and Carol. JT comes in, says, you know, student government's a waste of time. It's only for geeks. I don't know why anybody would want to do this. And Frank says the same thing that anybody, any parents can say, well, if you don't like it, run for president and you can make the changes that you want to make. JT kind of, you kind of get this like sense from JT that he gives it a thought, but that, that's really all we get. Then we, we cut to the school. Yeah, he's like he's just like no way he's not he's yeah. not running. But you do get and he does kind of think about it. you do get the impression that he like gives it a, a quick thought. Like at the very very end of that scene. Yeah. So then we're at the school and uh, they're doing their speeches to like run for president. Like they're, they're they're. I don't know. This is weird. This is one of those sitcom that situations that doesn't really make sense from what I'm used to in real life. Yeah, so everyone's giving their speeches like with their intentions to run is what it seems like. And then Dana is finishing up her speech right now. I think there's like two people that clap for her. And then the principal yeah, no asks... One, the whole, like no one in the crowd is interested at all. Principal's like, all right, if anyone else would like to run, now's your chance. And JT's talking to a couple friends who I'm sure have been in some other shows too, right? I have not no? seen them. Okay. No. So... um but the principals has been he was he was Harold Heffer in the that dinosaurs episode with sexual har- harassment. Okay. Like uh yeah. like the voice actor for that? The voice, yeah, yeah. So um JT's talking to these kids about like how everyone just sucks that's running, and then he stands up and goes up on stage and gives his little speech about how we need someone that's a little more average to run for president because all we ever get is these nerds. Yeah. No one wants them. No one relates to them. We need someone that represents the people. And he uh, really goes with a, what has become a kind of popular, like actual campaigns, you know, position is I'm a regular guy. I'm Joe Schmo. Vote for Joe Schmo. There's a lot of those like TV commercials that that's like the whole point. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Crowd loves him. Everyone's into it. Everyone's applauding. And uh, he's definitely now running as the average candidate. He is the front runner. Um, we go back to the house. Uh, Cody's now practicing magic. He's got some handcuffs. He uh, needs Karen to help him handcuff himself to a chair. She does. She walks away. Then he realizes he forgot where he hid the key. 
Yeah, he. She says. He said the, the 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 trick here is to just make sure that no one sees where you hide the key. Uh, Frank gets home. Carol gets home. Um, and Carol's a little mad that JT is running against Dana. And well, uh, right, she comes in the she comes in the kitchen. Frank's in there. He they're complaining about work. Carol comes in complaining because yeah, she's mad that JT has entered in the race. Yeah, they do tell the they go and tell the kids though that they're not taking sides. They're happy if anyone wins, and uh, they're not going to show any um, favoritism to either uh, either child. Right, right, right. One thing I want to point out here though is when Frank and Carol are talking about how they're going to handle this, they ask Cody to leave. And Cody is still handcuffed to the chair and he kind of shuffles out with the chair and, and Frank and Carol are both like, why does he have a, why is he handcuffed to a chair? And Carol says, I don't know. That's the same guy that ate peaches for a month. Oh so yeah. They, they are brought that back, back too. That yeah. Was good. And I said, I said, I think they make this a running joke. And so far this is, you know, this is the beginning of the running joke, I guess. So uh, they go in there to talk to the kids. Um, but in the end, it seems like they are still kind of taking the side of their kids carol of course dana and uh jt with uh with frank right right mark chimes in and says hey dana i did a poll i called some people around school i've been able to find two votes for you so good luck <laughs> and now jt thinks he might be winning this thing he's definitely i mean he, you, you could tell that when he walked out of that auditorium so we got another scene now with uh the parents kind of apologizing to each other. Uh, I think Carol apologizes first. Frank kind of hides what? the flowers that he was going to apologize with. Yeah, then... yeah, yeah. That's the whole joke is that Frank you, we come into Frank practicing his apology. He's got flowers, but before he can apologize, Carol comes in, does the apology, and then realizes that Frank was indeed about to apologize. He's like, "Oh, some guy gave him to me at work." Is what I think he says when she sees the flowers. <laughs> So um, they agree once again. They're happy with whoever wins. JT gets home. We find out he won. Frank celebrating Carol, obviously upset. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, Frank, though, is now just worried that uh, Carol's going to stop sleeping with him if he uh, <laughs> if JT's president. That's his whole problem, though. Of course she is. Uh, Dana gets home, uh, actually congratulates JT um but then we kind of realize that she's just happy because she gets to watch him fail which is well, that's uh, what she i mean she tells her. him she says i'm thrilled i can't wait to see how badly this goes for you uh jt's kind of like anyone can do this job and then she pulls out the uh, bylaws and starts to uh pretty much scare jt about how much work that he has to do like on the weekends lunches Lights, with teachers weekends, all the stuff not too happy. She wants him to quit. So then the second place winner will take over, which is her. How bad were the other candidates if it was just, if she was if number two? If she got two, two votes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we get another uh, great Brendini magic show where the, I think this is where the egg like falls out of his pocket. And he like. Makes... No, it's in his hat. It's in his That's hat. Right. So he, he's looking for the egg. He pulls his hat off his head and the egg rolls out into the ground cody thinks and he's made this egg cody's amazed amazed once again um next we've <laughs> cody's, got a... cody's like i've seen this trick twice and it's amazed me both times <laughs> uh frank and cody are talking in the next scene cody um suggests to frank that maybe he should uh, introduce some handcuffs into the bedroom lock himself to carol and then uh cody as he's showing him how to use the handcuffs locks himself up with the handcuffs again yep and he's going to go take it off with a hop blowtorch. Uh, JT gets home. He's exhausted. He hates being president. Uh, it's just too much work. Frank suggests that he resigns. Well, 
it's it's 9 30 wait is this the one where he comes home i don't know if this was yeah, a yeah. sunday night yeah 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 it's like 9 30 on a sunday he still has to do his homework and he's just like over it yeah and frank's like you can resign you don't have to do this and he's like no way i'm not letting dana get what she wants by me quitting well okay let's see how and then um then two minutes later he walks in the kitchen and gives dana what he wants what she wants yeah he like, wishes he didn't make such a big deal about winning because now as he goes into the kitchen and tells dana that he can't handle it she really like rubs it in like i does. told you you can't do this i'm the best you are awful and then uh tells him she, she does bring it back a little bit she does she's like you know what though there needs to be a place for everyone in student government. So I don't know if she including, suggests Well, she says including people like you. She said, I, you know, I heard your speech and it, and it gave me a lot of good ideas that I think were really relevant. And she really gives him a, gives him some credit for, for being different and for, and, and that was something that motivated her. Yeah. And then they go to the, talk to their parents about like how, like what happened and how they're okay with it. And of course, Carol and Frank are already making out on the couch. <laughs> the kids are like, don't you have a bedroom? And then <laughs> I think Frank says, like, don't you? And that's that's the end of it. That's the end of it. Uh, we do get but a credit wait. scene. Uh, There's more. The credits are some of the best parts of these uh, shows lately, though. But, yeah, uh, they are. We've got uh, the great Codini. I, I don't know if that's his official name, but uh, he's doing a magic trick for everyone. He's sawing Karen in half. He's got the box. He's got a real saw. He cuts the box in half, but then Al gives it away. She's the feet. She gets out of the box. And now I finally know how they did that magic trick. They put a small child in the in the feet part. Wiggle your feet. Um, and then Cody is amazed because he didn't know that's how it worked. <laughs> and he's the one doing the trick. Oh, God. So that's it. That's step by step. We're going into uh, 9 o'clock now. This is Dinosaurs Season 3, Episode 7. Hungry for Love is the name of this one. And we start off, we've got Robbie and Spike. They're at a pet store. Uh, we find out they're just there to pick up girls. That's Robbie's idea. We do see another girl walking around the store. They go to try to talk to her. Um, they fail, but she tells Robbie, you know what? You're cute. I'll give you some slack. And then uh, she, or Robbie asks her to uh, go somewhere else with him, and she agrees and follows him. So I did want to just mention this. Okay. Uh, the, this female dinosaur, she's played by Wendy Jo Spencer. I bring her up because she did have a, a semi-notable role as Linda McFly, Marty McFly's sister in in the Back to the Future series. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought that was fun. Yeah. I thought it was a cool, cool role. Um, so then uh, we're back at home. Uh, Robbie brought this uh, girl back to the house, and Baby's there giving him a hard time. Like, oh, is this your girlfriend? You going to kiss her? How about a big wet one? Yeah, and he's getting like mad, but she thinks it's kind of cute. But then they start arguing. He's like, "Well, where's that sentimental Robbie I know?" And uh, Earl gets home at this point too. Uh, this is where we find out who this girl is. Her name's Wendy, Wendy Ridgefield, and it turns out that Wendy is actually Earl's boss's daughter. Right, and and Earl comes in complaining about Ridgefield, just how awful he is and how bad of a boss he is, and then finds out the situation. Yep, so I think this is where the theme actually kicks in. Like, all that was before that. It is, you're correct. Now we're at the job site. Ridgefield calls in Earl and asks him, uh, why is your son dating my daughter? But then kind of flips a little bit and, like, tells Earl that he wants Robbie to date uh, Wendy and uh, 
it's just like they need like some sort of understanding though but then that was a little confused because they didn't really say what that understanding was did they? well well here's the thing so here's the thing so first first we have to establish that richfield is a very possessive dad he has this radar that has dots on it that oh, shows yeah. where somehow where robbie is but also where his obviously his daughter wendy is so there's all this going on and i what kind of comes around to richfield is, and and i think we kind of find out there's more motivation a little bit later but he's like, well, I don't want to see my daughter's heart broken. So, as you know, just make sure your son doesn't break my daughter's heart, and and I will, you know, I'll I'll let it go. I'll let it slide. Yeah. So then we go back to the house. Earl, they show Earl getting home. Uh, Earl tells Charlene first that uh, I think that's who he tells, right? Uh, not Fran, maybe I don't remember. But uh, he's like, Mister Ridgefield's okay if Robbie and Wendy date. And uh, that's great news because now maybe they can get married and then we can be part of the Ridgefield family and our life will be perfect and I won't have to worry about my job anymore. So Earl's got these right. extra motivations uh, going into it as well. Right, right, right. Yeah, and it's Fran. He tells Fran first. And then Charlene... Charlene mentions, hey, got to give you a little warning about this Wendy girl because there's a little rumor going around school and she's telling Fran this. Earl doesn't really care. He just wants them to get married. And... Uh, there's a rumor that uh, she might be a little fast. Right. Yeah. And it's funny because because Fran tries to like tease that out a little bit. Obviously, we think it's like sex, but it turns she's like, no, it's worse than that. And I think I think you see in Fran's eyes that Fran knows what that means, uh, which, you know, I assume dinosaurs would. But so the next scene we've got, I do, I do want to say one thing. This also just links back to all those other episodes we've had over the last couple of weeks of of melissa in her in camp wilder and laura and family matters oh yeah that's true um we've got robbie and wendy they're in the woods now um wendy's trying to get alone with robbie already so this whole fast thing is uh really proving that it could be true Um, but spike shows up kind of stops the whole thing i mean not not purposely from happening but uh no he does he says oh, yeah that that's he was right follow- he, he does he says that they were he was following them because he also heard rumors about her at school that he wants to talk to robbie about yeah he says he actually uh saved robbie's life because that windy girl she's bad news her last boyfriends they've all disappeared like the last four including josh Meltzer, who is just happens to be the property master on dinosaurs and I wrote down that she eats them. Did they, did they say that? Like, did he actually? They do. They call her, actually call her an eater. She's an eater. So there's a term for this thing that she does, and it is eating. She's an eater. Yeah, and I think they call it like an eating disorder at some point, which is kind of funny. They do make an eating disorder joke at some point. Yeah. Uh, Robbie denies it. There's no way that she does this. And then um, I think they're back at the house now at this point. And then Charlene gets home and says that, uh, hey, I heard that rumor too. And then Wendy shows up to study. She didn't even bring any books with her. So she's trying to get Robbie alone. And we all think now at this point, it is true. Wendy's going to eat Robbie. She's going to eat him. So uh, they go to the den. Two of them are alone. Robbie starts to kind of, uh, you know, he's kind of scared. Starts to ask her about her old boyfriend. and Josh uh, Meltzer. She doesn't want to talk about it, though. So uh, they start making out. Earl walks in. And uh, Robbie, still scared, is kind of like, no, stay, Dad. Don't leave us alone. <laughs> Hang out for yeah. a little bit. Um, so he's still alive. He didn't get eaten yet. Uh, we go days later. Uh, Fran is asking Robbie about Wendy. And um, 
Well, much like in Family Matters, Wendy keeps calling, wants to hang out, and Robbie is, is ignoring her. Yeah, he's just ignoring her. Earl gets home. Uh, he's very happy. Uh, he hear, But then he hears that Robbie doesn't want to be around Wendy anymore, and then he starts to get upset because that's not well, what he Well, wants. the reason he's happy is because he, everything's going well for him at work because Richfield is treating him well. Yeah. There's Everything is just in a, in a really good spot right now for him because Robbie is dating um, Wendy. Yeah, and um, then Robbie, I think, tells Earl, well, she's going to eat me if I right. uh, if I keep hanging out with her. And then right. Fran says... Don't believe the rumors. That might not be true, but Earl uh, wants him to go apologize to Ridgefield for uh, <laughs> the way he's been treating her daughter. And Fran's like, no, you need to go talk to Wendy first and get this straightened out because I don't even think it's true. And then Earl's like, no, go talk to Ridgefield now. So that's where we're at. We've got Robbie. He's uh, in Ridgefield's office. Uh, Ridgefield invites him in. Are you saying Ridgefield or Richfield? What is it? Richfield? Richfield. Richfield. Um, invites him in and uh, wants to invites, just so just because I interrupted you invites Robbie in invites Robbie in and wants to uh, have some alone time to talk to uh, Robbie about uh, him and his daughter right so cut to the house yeah we cut to the house where uh, Wendy shows up to uh, the Sinclair's house and Earl tells uh, her hey you can't eat Robbie and then <laughs> don't Fred, eat him please don't eat him Fran tells uh, Wendy about this rumor that's going around, and she's like, that's not true. I've never eaten anyone. Um, I don't know what's been happening to all these boyfriends of mine, but they just keep disappearing, and uh, it seems like it's happening whenever they go talk to my dad and then that's where we well all... no what she says is what she says is she's like i don't know who why this would happen i don't know who would want this to happen i mean who who in my life would want to not see me have a boyfriend and, and grow up and not be a little girl anymore and the, obviously that was it clicks that it was that's where happen. we all figure out it's mr richfield he's eating the boyfriend so cut to mr richfield back at the office uh robbie is telling him it's not working out, but uh, Mr. Richfield is uh, getting ready. He's like pouring bottles of wine out. Finding which wine to pair, yeah. Locks, locks the door behind Robbie. Yeah, and as he does this, uh, Earl shows up outside to save Robbie. Wendy's there too, and uh, they got there just in time. Robbie doesn't get eaten. They save Robbie. And uh, the next scene, we've got Robbie and Wendy in the woods. They're all alone. Um, he gives her a flower. Spike shows up once again and says... Uh, that he was wrong, and then uh, Wendy and Robbie kiss, and that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. Yeah, I'm Robbie assuming really is... we get more Wendy, right? I don't know. Okay. I don't think so. That's kind of crazy that oh. they would just completely drop that. I, I feel like I, I, I think the actor, our actress that plays Wendy, was only in one episode. Okay. So I didn't look to see if maybe somebody else takes over the role. Okay. Uh, let, let me. Let, let, I can. I can look real quick while we start off. Uh, no credit. No while. credit scene for uh, for dinos this week. But uh, no. we get right into it. Nine thirty. It's uh, it's Camp Wilder season one episode nine. Something Wilder is the name of the episode. Uh, it starts off. We've got Danielle and Beth. They're looking in the uh, newspaper because Dorfman was supposed to put an ad in. Did someone like lose their dog or their cat or something? Is that what? It was? So Beth. Beth lost her cat. Yes. Beth is, lost well, her that cat. Is what happens. He's like, the ad's right here, and they're like, why'd you put it in the personals and not the lost and found? And then he reads this like, or they read the ad, and it's like SWF, which I think it's like spade, <laughs> single white female, but they Single-white call it spades. Oh, 
white yeah. feline or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, it starts to read like it's this like dirty personal ad where they're trying to find somebody, but uh, it's it's not. It's for a missing what, pet. What 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 Dorfman says is the reason I put it in the classified is because nobody reads, reads the missing. The, or yeah, the, like this is lost. where you need to put it if you want to if you want somebody to actually read it and find find the cat. Yeah, and they continue reading like the uh, personals, and uh, they see. I think uh, Danielle sees that there's this uh, misconnection written in there where yeah. Danielle thinks that uh, it's for her because she happened to be at the pier wearing the exact same outfit, blue jean or jeans and a blue shirt or something like that. Right, because it's vague enough where it could be anybody, and that's. And she's that's like, it's got to be me. It's so romantic, and Brody's like. What about this is romantic? What about that kiss we had? That's what I was saying. That at least they didn't drop that completely. Oh, uh, they did bring that back up. Yeah, I, yeah. I did appreciate that as well. Uh, I think they even mentioned it again, like a little later in the episode. But uh, after the theme, we come. Well, back. they they mentioned it throughout because when when Brody brings it up here, he Dorfman thinks he kissed her. But thinks, didn't he kiss her? Well, he thinks at first he says, "When did we? When did we kiss? And when did I kiss her?" And Brody's like, "No, no, I kissed. I kissed." And Brody and Dorfman's like, when did when did you and I kiss? And then a, a couple times throughout the episode, he's like, I'm still trying to figure out this whole kiss thing. When did you and I kiss? Did so, bro? Did Dorfman actually kiss Danielle though? Didn't he like remember in that no. one episode where he was like, I think she wants a kiss, and then he goes over and kisses her, and she runs out of the room. You know, I don't know. I I don't remember. I think they did. Um, I, but some, for some reason, that is like vaguely in my brain, but I I, I can't put it all together. All right, so I um so. I don't think Wendy's in any other episodes. I think we. I think she's gone after it's this episode. It's a waste of a puppet, too. A good puppet. Especially because she has a connection to such another big character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, well, they're going to reuse the puppet. Don't worry maybe, about that. Oh, they are? Yeah. They, maybe, I mean, they probably already used it. Maybe Richfield eats her. Maybe. He would uh, do that. So after the theme, we've got Brody coming in wondering why Ricky is giving away his uh, Dukes of Hazard car. And we find out she's cleaning up because... Her ex landlady's daughter is coming out to visit. Who she's never met. She was friends with her ex landlady, Miss Merkin, but it doesn't sound like she's ever actually met this daughter. Yeah, because Andrea, that's her name, she shows right. up and they start to like catch up, but everything that she says is just stuff that her mom told her about Ricky. Right. It's like all through the conversations that she's had, both of both sides, that the, both of them have had with the landlady and have kind of communicated down to each other. Yeah, but uh, Andrea is, um, she seems like she might be a little wild. She wants uh, Ricky to go out with her at night, go to clubs and stuff like that. Uh, Sounds fun, but Ricky's a little hesitant because, I mean, she knows that she's got a lot of stuff to take care of. She's got a job. She's got all these kids and everything hanging out at her house. Yeah, she's an adult. She's a little hesitant. So we go a few days later. Brody uh, pretty much immediately comments on Ricky being out a lot at night with Andrea. Uh, I think he's talking to um, Melissa at this point. And then well, Melissa comes down and says, where is Ricky? She's supposed to be going to work. And Brody's like, well, she's upstairs still hungover. So. Yeah. Then she comes down, tells them about uh, about her night. And they're worried about her because yeah, I mean, she sure. looks rough. She looks tired. They know she's got responsibilities. And then Andrea comes over who looks like wide awake and fresh like she does this all the time. But I have a little problem here because I feel like Ricky's always up. She's always up at night working. Like this shouldn't be that crazy for her to like not Look, have a lot of sleep. And that's a valid point. I have a problem with this entire episode because I just it, – it, there's nothing in, in Ricky's personality up to this point that would, that would say that she was going to be 
do any of this. This just is very off character for her, in my opinion. Well, so. I mean, I think Andrea kind of like uh, just introduced this idea of like, hey, I mean, you can still have fun. There's a lot of stuff we could be doing. And then she kind of there she is, likes we it know and has how a good hard time. She, we know how hard she works. We know that that's important to her. We know how, how much she takes care of her family. Hey, that's important one to her. night at a rave will change, change your life. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so Andrea comes over um, and tries to get her to go out again. Uh, Ricky is like trying to get out of it, but then she shows her she's got her some uh, Guns N' Roses tickets. Front row. Front, Front row. row. Um, I didn't get those in 1992. You just go to Food Line and wait in line. It was a lot easier then. She, how is she going to go to Food Line and wait in line when she's out all night? She's got to get in line at like 3 in the morning. Good, good, good point. Um, I mean, maybe right when the bar closed, she just got in line. She met a guy. She found somebody. She knew somebody. And then just took his tickets. No, no, no. Like he gave her tickets. Yeah. So Ricky doesn't want to go. She feels bad, but then uh, agrees. All right. Guns and roses. Let's do it. Yeah, I would too. So a little later, we've got uh, Brody and Dorfman on the couch. Uh, they're still talking about uh, this is where they bring back up the kiss, uh, the kiss conversation. Yeah. And then uh, Danielle comes in. We find out she's going to the pier. She called the guy from the ad. She's going to meet him. And uh, Brody says, uh, you know what? Me and Dorfman are coming too. We're going to make sure that you're all right. But she tells him no, and they don't. She, they, the, the girls go by themselves. So a little later, uh, they show Ricky getting home from work. Um, she's in her outfit, nurse's outfit. Uh, Andrea is already over at the house. <laughs> already at the house. Um, says they're going to the circus because she met some uh, circus performer on the pier. She met the human pretzel. Yeah. And uh, Ricky's like, I can't do it. I can't go out anymore. Um, I don't know what I wrote here. They are glad. Why would I put that? <laughs> So Brody and Melissa are glad that that Ricky says no oh, because okay. they because everything around the house is falling apart. They're running out of groceries. They're running out of everything. Everything's just just falling apart, and they're glad that that Ricky has chosen to stay home tonight. But then she Ricky finds out that everybody in the family has plans for the night anyways, and just, I think she ends up actually deciding to go to the circus. Yeah, so then they show uh, Andrea and Ricky getting home from another night out. Um, as they get to the door, she sees a note on the door from Goodwill saying, thanks for all the furniture. They walk in and all their furniture is gone, I guess. And uh, they did mention that. Brody did mention, hey, Goodwill is coming by and to pick up, I think, a couch or something. And so we knew that they were coming, but no, uh, because nobody was there. They just took so they everything. Let them know. They took everything, which is weird, but okay. <laughs> thanks for the furniture. <laughs> And by uh, the way, the best movers ever are able to clear that house out in, you know, just a couple of hours. But um, she says that it's all her fault. She should have been more responsible. She should have been home. She should have made sure someone was home to uh, be there when Goodwill came. But uh, she's like, you know what? I need to stop hanging out with Andrea, but I don't know how to tell her. I just can't just say, hey, I don't want to hang out with you anymore. I have to do something. So, well, because, and the reason that Ricky is having trouble is because Andrea doesn't know anybody. That okay. Ricky's the only person Andrea knows in town. And so if she says, I don't want to hang out with you anymore, then Andrea will be alone, essentially. She's, doesn't she's like, I got to find her some friends. Like, we got to find other people for her to hang out with. She can't hang out with just me. So, like, why not throw a party? But then she's like, wait a minute. If I introduce her to my friends, then I'm just going to see her every time I hang out with my friends. So why don't we throw a party and invite all the people I don't like who I never hang out with, she can become friends with them, and then I'll never see her again. And I, I, 
liked this whole I like process it. I of, like of it. talking through. The problem is though, in theory, Ricky isn't trying to not see Andrea. She just doesn't want to hang out with her every night. So even if she made friends with her friends, they could still be in the same circles and just somebody Andrea would be able to spread her wild nights out amongst multiple people instead of just being yeah. with Ricky. I don't think she ever wants to see her. Not even a chance of seeing her again. I don't think that was I don't think that's the case. I think she likes her. It's just it's just too much. So now we go uh to this party. She's uh she's throwing a party with all the people that she doesn't like and uh there's a bunch of like I don't know I call them weirdos there, but just well, like it's just some it, guy in a know, wide shirt that, talking that, to himself that says he's <laughs> farting all the time. There's one woman who comes up to Ricky and they don't even remember each other's names, but this woman calls Ricky her best friend and then starts talking to her about she, how she feels dead inside, like spiritually dead inside. You know, stuff that you don't want to talk to random strangers about. No one, like no one looks like they're having fun. Everyone's just standing yeah, there. Two guys fighting in the middle of the arguing in the middle of the party. And then, the uh, and the bad thing is, Andrea hasn't even shown up to this party yet. She did. She there. came up with this whole plan. Andrea doesn't even come. Um, does Andrea call or does I think Andrea, Andrea calls? Phone Andrea rings. Calls. I was Andrea. surprised she didn't show up to a party. You would think that you tell Andrea there's a party and she'd be the first one there. Well, I mean, we find out the reason why she didn't come up because uh, Ricky heads over to the bar that Andrea's at and she's playing foosball with a couple. Like uh, I think this is the Dudes. foosball part, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, a couple dudes playing foosball, um, and then she's uh, tells just tells her, you know what? It's too much. I can't hang out with you as much as we're doing it. I just can't do it. Um, she dumps her, breaks up with her right there. Tells her um, she's tons of fun, but I just have too many responsibilities. And uh, they agree to uh, not hang out as much. And well, they do not agree to not. Well, you're right. They agree to not hang out as much. Ricky says, "I can't hang out with you anymore." Andrea says, well, "What about, what about five days a week?" And Ricky says, "One." And Andrea says, "What about two nights a week, every other Sunday, and Thanksgiving and Christmas?" And Ricky's like, "I can't do Thanksgiving and Christmas." But I think at the end of the at the end of the conversation, Andrea has convinced her to do both Thanksgiving and Christmas. Do we see her again? I'm guessing we do. I don't think so. No. <laughs> Come on, man. Okay. I, guess only, I guess there's only I'll a couple more this. episodes left, probably. No, we're, we're, well, we are making good. We are making good good time. I think there's about ten more episodes left, but but um, I, I don't think we see. Do you know anything about this actress? I didn't even ask you that. So she has been in a lot of sitcoms. I was gonna uh, say she, she seemed like, pretty good. She seemed like a solid actress. She is. I agree. I agree. She was. She's a lot of the kind of like one-off episodes for those '90s. Like she was a girlfriend in one episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, I she can was definitely actually, see her being a girlfriend. She was the woman that. And this is gonna be a kind of a deep cut, but but Rachel's ex-fiance Barry, who she. What show up are we talking about? Friends. We're talking about friends. friends. Okay. So very first episode we learned Rachel was supposed to get married. She runs away <laughs> from the altar. Her her ex-fiance's name is Barry. This woman ends up is Mindy, who is the woman that Barry ends up marrying later in the show Friends. So that's a bit of a deep cut. But she was in, she had a regular character, occurring character in that show Ed, which I never watched, but she was a yeah. regular, regular character in that. She she's in a ton, almost any kind of like major sitcom that you can think of she had an appearance in whether it be one episode or dharma you know, and greg oh i'll i'll tell you dharma and greg let's see if she was what, did the imdb change their their website yeah, i think i'm somehow on the mobile version of imdb which is not fun on a computer hold on 
I don't even know if I've ever seen an episode of Dharma and Greg. Just oh, the I used first to watch thing that, Dar- first thing that I came used to, to watch, my mind. I used to watch Dharma and Greg. She had she was on Independence Day, which is pretty cool. All right, let's see. Was she an alien? No, she was like a tech person. Did you watch Independence I've Day? Never, I've never seen Independence Day. You're a lot. You've never seen Independence mm-hmm. Day. There were there were no human aliens in Independence Day. Uh-huh. A couple a couple episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation, different world, Meredith's place, Seinfeld. You don't have to go through the whole list. Dave's World. I'm not friends. Just control F that thing. Well, I'm just I'm just telling you what she was in. She was in an episode of the Drew Carey show. Like I said, she had a reoccurring uh, role on that show. Ed. Who's Ed? I don't even know, man. I never watched it. I'm thinking of My Life as Earl. That's a different show. That's a different show. That's definitely a different show. Ed was, pl- Ed was played by Ted Kavanaugh. Oh, Don't the guy. F- that's the guy from Married with Children, right? No. Or <laughs> Tom Kavanaugh. Tom Kavanaugh. Oh. Ted, you're thinking of Ted McGinley. Different Kavanaugh. Different. No, you're thinking of, of Ted McGinley. Uh, yeah. He was the na- the neighbor guy. In, uh-huh. in, yeah. Is that his real name or is that his name on the show? No, that's his real name. Tom okay. okay. Isn't his so, yeah. name on the show Ted, too? I don't remember. Yeah, I think it might be. Empty, empty nest, China Beach, who's the boss? What kind of stuff? 90210. I don't know, 90210. She's probably a little old for 90210. Unless, uh, maybe. unless she's a teacher or something. Maybe, yeah. All maybe, right. Yeah. Anyways, that's the end of the episode. They uh, they agree, not hanging out as much. We never see her again, according to Travis. Nope. And then there was the credit scene. Yep, we get a credit scene where uh, I think Danielle and Beth are still reading the paper. The person Dorfman's actually again. Dorfman's reading the paper. And uh, oh, then he shows an ad that he finds to Danielle where they were right. Well, he shows it to Bro- he shows it to Brody, and Brody's like, "Oh man, we can't let Danielle see this because it's gonna you know it's gonna devastate her." Uh, and then Danielle, well, first Beth comes in, so she got her cat back met two guys she's gonna go on dates with both of them she's really excited and then danielle comes in brody of course shows her danielle's a little bit upset and then immediately finds a new ad in the in the personals that she's gonna she's gonna call to meet another guy yeah she's like this guy sounds great and uh yeah that's it that's it yep. for uh wilder this week uh ranking them i've, I've changed my mind i feel like through talking about them so Let's see what I got here. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'll do it. I'll do. I'll go first. I'm gonna go uh, with. La, 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 la. I don't want to be persuaded or not. Pers- What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, influenced. Influenced. Uh, I'm gonna forget my order by the time you're ready. I'm good. Camp go. Wilder, number four. Number three, I'm gonna go with Family Matters, step by step at two, and Dinosaurs at one. I like the whole story of of Richfield eating these people. Um. I like that twist on that that common theme we've seen lately. See, now I want to change it after you said it, but no, I'm not changing it. I'm sticking with what I have. Camp Wilder at four. I agree with that. Step by step, I have it three. Uh, Dinos at two, and then I have Family Matters at one, and I don't really know why. Maybe it's the Whitney Houston cover. <laughs> I don't either, because Gwendolyn was not a fun character. Yeah, Gwendolyn sucks. See, that's why I did it before, because I probably would have changed it now. Yeah, I didn't I didn't care for her as a character. All right, I'll go. Like, <sighs> no, I think yours is the better rankings this week. We'll go with that. Okay, cool. Next, Next week, week, full week, full week, all new episodes, new Family, Family Matters, Matters, new Step by Step, new Dinos, new Camp Wilder. Family Matters season four, episode nine, Step by Step season two, episode ten, Dinosaurs season three, episode eight, Camp Wilder episode or season one, episode ten. Uh, make sure you're following us on all social media at TGIFCast. Uh, thank you once again to Joaquin for the theme song this week. Yes, thank you, Joaquin. 
And uh, we'll be back with uh, a whole new episode next week. And then the week after that, I think, is Thanksgiving. So we'll do a little special because they were on uh, reruns. So we'll have something a little different. We haven't completely nailed it down yet, but we've got a few ideas. Yep, we got some things in the the works. Cool. All right, man. Uh, Anything else? Any other TGIF things that you've seen? Um, Nothing I can think of. Nah, that's probably it. Oh, I was going to tell you... uh, GalaxyCon announced someone last night. Oh. Oh, the the woman who played the 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 kind of main girl in Goonies. Oh. Uh, the okay. Yeah. So I know you're a big Goonies fan. Andy, That's why I wanted to mention. Right? Andy, that sounds right. You that sounds right. Goonie, Goonie, Goonie. <laughs> That's the one. I think that's right. There was the two. The two girls and the the one that didn't. No, wait, the one that had the braces. I don't know. The one that was hooking up with the brother. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm ordering her Funko Pop and getting that thing signed. Yeah, I thought you would like that. I was wondering if that means they're going to try to put together some kind of little... Goonies reunion? Group. Oh, yeah. Good. Think about who they could have on that. Well, Corey Feldman. Josh uh, Brolin. Sean Sean Bean. Uh, hmm? Sean Astin. Astin, sorry. That's the other Sean. Yeah. Uh, um, Joey Pantaleone. Yeah, the Asian, the Asian kid, he, he does a lot Quan, of stuff. I he feel like, John, yeah, he does. He was in the, that awesome movie that came out, Everything Everywhere. Oh, was all it? At okay. once. Yeah. God, a Goonies reunion would be incredible. It'd be awesome. I'm happy just Andy too. You Goonie. That, she's gonna be there, so she'll be joining uh, Topanga. I'll be in the uh, back of the room yelling that. So you're good, man. You've got, you've got. I know, boy, as much as Boy Meets World should be your number one, given the show. I know it's not, but you've got your like little group of uh, got wrestlers. Got wrestlers. You got Saved by the Bell. You got the beginning of Goonies. I'm thrilled. I'm happy. Boy Meets World. It's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a really good con. I think. Yeah, we need to make sure we're on that list to do our show. Yep. All right, man. Uh, I don't have anything else. Do you? Do you have anything? Nope. That's it. All right. Have a good week, Steve. You got it, dude.